Buffalo Wild Wings has specials on food from 3 to 6, Monday through Friday, and great deals on drinks all day. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $3 Wild Herd by Goose Island. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited. When you sign up for BP Me Rewards, you can get five cents off every gallon of gas every time at BP or Amico stations. That means more savings and more whatever you'd like to use your savings on. So treat yourself. It's on us. Visit bp.com slash save to learn more. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from the studios of Relmar McConnell Media Company in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email X-Zone at XZoneRadioTV.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. Nation, if you'd like to be part of the solution... Help us squash out human trafficking and human slavery. Please visit www.mdsrc.org. That's Modern Day Slavery Reporting Center, and their website is www.mdsrc.org. My guest this hour is Leah Tesoro, and we're going to be talking about virtual reality, but not just virtual reality. We're going to be talking about virtual sex. Is it cheating? Well, as we all know, the Internet is changing how we look at relationships and divorce. Uh, Lawyers say that Facebook is today's primary source of evidence for divorce proceedings. But what about the folks who live an alternative life? Uh, I, I mean, in virtual reality. If the sex is virtual... Is it really cheating? Well, joining me this hour is Leah Tesoro, who worked in the software industry for nearly 15 years prior to getting her MBA. In August 2006, she stumbled into Second Life and has since uh, immersed herself in virtual reality as a techie, an artist, an entrepreneur, a friend, and a lover. Her book, Love Like Dim Sum, Real World Lessons Learned from Relearned uh, and relearned in a virtual world is her first book. And joining me now is Leah. And Leah, welcome to the X Zone. Hi, Rob. Thank you. Virtual sex in virtual reality is this? <laughs> Explain it to me. Um, virtual sex 
if if you would imagine it is is actually you have your avatar and your lover's avatar and mm-hmm. they're um performing these actions in inside the virtual world and at the same time you are talking to each other either by text or by voice so it's a simulated uh physical act but the emotions are still very real so you say ooh ah uh, ooh ooh ah ah a voice or or <laughs> at text the at the simplest kind of, of virtual sex, yes, but the more um, sophisticated lovers actually do much more than that. They do more like what role players do, where they um, describe what they're doing or what they're feeling or how they're reacting to what their lovers are doing. How dangerous is virtual sex in the real life? Like, is it hard for a person to separate their virtual life from their real life? And where do they spend most of their time, in their virtual life or in their real life? It depends on the person. Uh, some people spend more time in virtual reality. They spend most of their um, free time mm-hmm. in virtual reality. Some people just swing by. They come in once a week over the weekend or uh-huh. something, and and then they just disappear again and then come back again later whenever they feel like it. This is going to be an interesting hour, ExoNation. Uh, please stand by. <laughs> Leah, you and I have to take a commercial break. Nice talking to you, and I'm looking forward to getting some answers to some questions that I've had for a long time. Virtual reality sex, ExoNation, in your opinion... Is it cheating? 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Leah Tesoro, and she is the author of Love Like Dim Sum. I thought that was Chinese food. Hmm. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, help us stamp out, alleviate human slavery and human trafficking, www.mdsrc.org. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and stations around the world. We'll be back in two minutes. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. 
It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Are you interested in the paranormal, ghosts, UFOs, or psychic phenomenon? Join me, Tim Bartley, co-host of Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, coming mid-January 2017 to the XZBN. We will channel spirits live and talk to them, revealing all kinds of amazing information. Spiritual attachments will be found and removed on the show, and so much more. To find out when you can listen to Talking to Spirits with Lightworkers Tim and Justina, visit www.xzbn.net for listeners on both sides of the veil. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're talking about virtual reality this hour here in the X-Zone. Now, the question is, virtual reality sex, is it cheating? And our guest is Leah Tesoro, and she's the author of Love Like Dim Sum, Real World Lessons Learned and Relearned in a Virtual World is her first book. And if you'd like more information, uh, we have her website here. It's www.lovelikedipsum.com. That's love like D-I-P. S-U-M dot com. All right, let's 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 take a few steps back here so I, we can all better understand the uh, the world of virtual reality. How did you get involved? In virtual, in Second Life, you mean? Or in yes, virtual? in virtual oh. reality. Like, you know, actually, you're, you're... Actually, I discovered it when I was doing some research about business in um, score.org, which is a website for small business owners. Mm-hmm. And I saw this little teaser at the bottom that says SL, whatever, this and that. And so I was curious what it was. I Googled it and I found Second Life. Mm-hmm. And because I was very interested in um, virtual reality in the beginning, like The Sims Online, which I've heard about long before that, I figured I'd give it a try. So I went in and I tried it. And I've been hooked since. What is it about virtual reality that hooks people? It's the immersiveness of it. When we're chatting, for example, in Facebook or in Twitter mm-hmm. or in an, any I am like Yahoo, um, it's, we're only seeing words. So we're kind of disconnected from the people that we're chatting with. But in a virtual reality world, you see a representation of that person as a human or whatever, as a, a character perhaps. And Somehow, when we project ourselves into our avatars and they project themselves into their avatars, we feel as though they are right next to us. And so you have people who are from different parts of the world, perhaps even on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. You feel as though you're right next to each other, like they're your next door neighbors and you're just chatting over the fence. It's, it's a very unique perspective. It's a very unique phenomenon that, only, that seems to only happen inside a virtual world. So am I to understand that when a person takes an avatar, they're actually taking a 
uh, a representation of who they would really like to be, but because they can't be this person in real life, they live a false life or a life they'd like to live behind the face of an avatar in virtual reality? Not necessarily. What's surprising is that most of the avatars are still human-based. And most of the time, they look like their real-life selves. So somebody with dark hair would still have a dark-haired avatar inside Second Life. Some people choose to be something else, like I choose to have red hair, for example. Mm -hmm. Or somebody else may choose to be a large cat or an elf or whatever else they, they can think of, or a dragon. So it depends on the person as well. But still, most of the time, most of what I've seen is that people tend to still look like themselves. How does the virtual life differ from the real life? And and is there any time where you as the person who has a, an avatar in Second Life look at your Second Life uh, persona as being the real world and the real world as being a, a, a false world or a different world? Um. Most No, not really, because you still are very clear about what's real and what's inside a virtual world. Um, I'm not, of course, saying that what's inside a virtual world is not real because mm-hmm. there are aspects of it that are real. Your interactions with people, how you, how you, inter- how do, how you relate to them, uh, the relationships that you have with them, the emotions that you feel are still real. So even though you're projecting a persona that looks different from what your real life is, you still behave like who you are because it's very difficult to pretend to be someone for a very long time, someone else. Um, I've, Unless you're an actor, of course, and mm-hmm. you're used to it and you don't do it for a long time. But for most people, they, the real self, the real self of uh, the real personality, their intelligence, their whatever makes them happy, what makes them sad, what they like, what they don't like, it spills into the virtual world. So it's still, there's still, it's a mix of, of reality and um, fiction, if you, if you would say, or, or pretense. It's like being in a costume ball, for example. You're dressed as someone else, but you're still yourself. Is there any danger of psychological damage from anything that happens in the virtual world, in virtual reality? For example, you meet somebody online in your virtual world uh, under the guise of an avatar. You fall in love. Now, this love just isn't it just isn't part of your virtual world, it also carries over into your real world. And, and you know what, let's say this person breaks off with you or there's a tragic accident and this person is no longer involved in your, in your virtual world. How do you separate one from the other, one of make-believe and one of reality? You cannot because your emotions are still, be, are still real and the experience is still real. You will feel the pain. You will feel the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You will feel uh, the grief when somebody dies. And there are people who have been in Second Life and they have passed away in real life. And people grieve for them. People miss them. It's just like, if you think about it as, as just another way of interacting with somebody, like email or the phone or the web. 
you're still interacting with real people. Mm -hmm. The only difference is that the method of interaction, the, the media of interaction is different. So the relationships that you create inside the virtual world will affect you in real life. I, I, I'm just wondering why a person would enter a world of virtual reality instead of trying to, to maintain and to go forward in the real world. What's the advantage? They're not, sorry, they're not mutually exclusive. What do you mean? Um, for example, you have a life in, at work, mm -hmm. and you have that, that relationships with people. You have the things that you do in your, in your work. At the same time, you would also have a life out with your friends, for, mm -hmm. like your golfing buddies. Right. These are, these are separate, but they're not entirely exclusive, uh, mutually exclusive. So it's the same with the virtual world. If you think of a virtual world as just another place that you go to to meet friends, then it makes better sense. It you're able to more integrate it into your real life, your regular life. But why would, you know, I, I'm having a bit of a problem understanding why someone would want to go into a virtual world unless they have problems in the real world. Ah, but it opens up opportunities. How? See, in, a, in, a, in real life, you don't travel very often. You travel maybe what, once a year for a week. You go somewhere else. Then you meet people over there. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're back to your regular life. In a virtual world, it expands your possibilities of meeting so many people from all over the world, from different countries, from different cultures. And that expands your world. When I meet people who are from a different country, for example, and I get to know them and I learn about their culture. Mm -hmm. It feels more real to me. Their country now isn't just a, a dot on the map. It's a place that I, that I feel connected to because I know somebody intimately from that country. Now, if you think about it, would you support a war against that country when you know somebody personally there? So it has implications in our society as well, because we get to know people who are not like us more intimately, and we get to accept them more. So it increases our tolerance for diversity at the same time. Hmm. But is, is virtual reality for everyone, or is there a certain mindset that virtual reality is, has been created for? hasn't been created specifically for any specific person, but as with any technology, there are certain people who are more familiar with it or who are more comfortable with that type of technology. At this point, virtual reality is a little more difficult to learn than the web because it's a more complex application or software. So in that sense, right now, at this point, it's not quite easy for mainstream people yet. But for, um, but people who are ordinary people who are not even techies, they're mm -hmm. able to come in and they are able to live inside a virtual world just as easily as the rest of us. For example, I know musicians who um, would perform inside Second Life and they just know just enough to be able to put together a show. And that's it. Or and, and interact with other people and that's it. So after 
you get to know the basics of the software, you can pretty much live in a virtual world comfortably like anybody else. All right, so I, I, I think I'm getting the gist of it, but I'm going to have to take a commercial break here with the news and uh, welcome back and talk more about this fascinating world. It seems like it's almost part of a dream world, if if I can relate it to that, but it's a dream that has multiple people in it at the same time reacting in real time. How's that? Yes, that, that sounds like a good uh, metaphor, yes. oh, okay, please stand by, Leah. Thank you very much for joining us. It's great talking to you. ExoNation, Leah Tesoro is our special guest. We're talking about virtual reality. And the question is, virtual reality sex, is it cheating? My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. And we'll be back on the other side of the news and these uh, fine words from our sponsors. Whatever you do, don't go away. No, not even into virtual reality. I need you on this side. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. There's an oldie but a goodie that goes way back to my youth. Uh, two good old French Canadians uh, singing Je t'aime mon non plus. That's uh, Jane Birkin and uh, Serge Gainsbourg. That used to be a pretty hot song, and I imagine that there's uh, pretty hot songs that people use when they're in their virtual life. Uh, and, and I have to tell you, I, I, Lowell, I have to ask you this, and, and what's it like having virtual sex? I've never <laughs> talked to anybody who's had virtual sex before. Um, it can be intense, it depends. Um what I found is that when people use voice as opposed to text, it's less distracting and you can get the nuances from a person's voice. It can be very, very arousing when you hear somebody's breathing. Out of, I mean, this is like phone sex at the same time. Let me ask you something here at this point. Yes. Um, <laughs> Mom and dad, if you have any children listening to the show, cover their ears for a second. Um, how do you gratify yourself? You take care of yourself. Okay. That answered that. At the that. same time. I, I see. And uh, 
have you ever had the opportunity of meeting any of the people that you've had virtual sex with in real life? Uh, actually, yes. Not very many, but, but just a couple. And this brings me to my next question. Was it better in virtual reality or was it better in real life? Of course it's better in real life because you don't have to type. <laughs> <laughs> so your hands are free. But <laughs> well, sometimes and your hands are free. But you and 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 you 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 feel more. You actually feel the other person touching you in real life. But in virtual reality, it requires a lot of imagination to actually hmm. get this, to get the same effect. So it's not really the same as in real life. But when you're that far away and you mm-hmm. want to express your emotions for each other, for example, then it's it's a it's a compromise. It's it's a good way to to do it without spending you know thousands of dollars traveling sure. back and forth um <laughs> uh, how does virtual reality help people um you know i understand that that it it actually some people believe it's a healthy release actually yes because it, it you the emotional rewards are still uh-huh. there um and you have a broader base for your support system for example if your primary relationship in real life isn't isn't providing everything that you need emotionally intellectually uh-huh. or socially you can go instead of ruining that relationship you can go into a virtual world and get it there, get get the reward, the emotional needs met inside a virtual world. But you have to be careful to preserve the one you have in real life. Yeah, like how do you how do you play it safe that the virtual reality doesn't ruin your real life? Like there has to be there has to be cases where virtual reality has a, uh, you know consumed the player and they actually ignore their real relationships, their wives, their kids, and they live for their their virtual world. How do you stop that from happening? The first thing, well, the first thing, if you're the one who has a relationship in real life, Mm -hmm. the first thing that you do is you define your boundaries with whoever you're with in virtual reality. You tell them, okay, I am married or I have this relationship that is committed. I don't want this relationship, uh, this virtual relationship, to come out into real life. And most people are fine with that because they're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you limit your interactions inside the virtual world and only when you're logged in. Some people would extend it out to email, for example, or to quick text messages. But the focus is the, the ideal is that you say, here's my boundaries, here are my boundaries, it doesn't come out, and you don't visit each other, you don't see each other, um, you, you, you uh, specify a specific time when you're going to be with your virtual lover, and you specify a specific time when you're going to be with your primary relationship in real life. I, do people ever get married in virtual reality? Yes, we have virtual weddings. It's a big business inside virtual reality. And it, it, it um, 
satisfies a need for, for some women who need this big wedding thing, but they can't afford it because it's cheaper. Wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. <laughs> I, I, there's got to be something I'm missing here. Like, okay. if if there's a woman who, let's say, is married and she goes into virtual reality to get the things that she can't get in real life, doesn't doesn't that raise a flag for a psychological problem? I'm no psychologist, so I can't really answer that question. But if they encourage you to get uh, what you need elsewhere... But it's it's not real. It's not real. It's a world of imagination. The place is not real. The avatar is not real. But the interactions are. The conversations are real. The emotions are real. The friendships are real. I don't know. I don't know. I So virtual reality is replacing the Playboy book for young kids. <laughs> Who knows? Well, there's a limit, though. There's an age limit. Um, the, there are areas of the virtual world where they segment out the adult mm-hmm. content from the general content, the PG content. So um, even though they allow um, people who are age 16 or older there. We don't allow anybody younger than 16 inside. Well, not officially, although you can't really verify it, just like the internet. Um, they segment out the, the, the content that some people might find offensive mm-hmm. or younger people are not supposed to be looking at. You, but they, sorry. No, I was just going to ask you if if there are those people who, let's say, are at work and instead of working are actually on the computer in their virtual world, and, you know, doesn't this kind of pose a problem because the people are supposed to be working, they're, they're in virtual reality, and, and do you have to buy anything? Does it cost you anything to be in this virtual world? Um, your first question is, it's the same with the Internet or the web anyway. They could be doing something else on the internet or the web, mm-hmm. or watching a, a movie on YouTube, or something or whatever. It's the same uh, distraction. So, um, so, so, however you deal with those other distractions is how you deal with it with people who are at work. In most most workplaces, anyway, they actually put a um, a firewall mm-hmm. so that people cannot get into certain websites or into certain sites. Um, and virtual reality has, it requires a lot of bandwidth. It requires a, a bigger network than most. The, um, so it will slow down the entire company's network if you actually do it there. Um, now, your second question is whether it's free. Yes, it is. You can come in on the basic um, account in Second Life for free. Uh, they give you a list of, or a series, uh, a set, I'm sorry, a set of avatars that you can choose from. These are default avatars. And if you don't like what they look like, you can modify them. And there's also this big um, activity, this, this this big thing inside the virtual world where you can go and hunt for freebies from designers where they would give away some freebies just to invite people into their stores to, to, to take a look at their stores. And there are events that we call hunts where you go from one store to the other and you look for that freebie inside the store. So there's there's lots of ways to get free stuff inside a virtual world. But I also understand it can cost a lot of money in some instances. 
in some, if you buy land, land is, virtual land is the most expensive um, <laughs> expense. It, 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 the most expensive thing inside a virtual world. Actually. I, I got to ask you, why would anybody waste good money on imaginary land? Because it gives you space where you can build your dream home. You can do that on a piece of paper. You don't need to spend money on, <laughs> on, on. on I, you know what? I, I'm finding this very hard to 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 understand why people do this. You know, if it's if it's a fun and a game, I can understand it. You know, like there there are plenty of games out there that kids get into. Uh, what was the Dungeon and Dragons? I think was one of the first ones. But but I understand there. Like you just said, people buy land, and they how much does land go for in the virtual world? Um, it depends. The smallest piece of land is about uh, 512 uh, square meters, mm-hmm. and you can get that if you pay the monthly free, the monthly um, premium fee, which is about um, between six to nine dollars, depending on whether you pay monthly or you pay annually. And if you want more, then you can buy additional land, mm-hmm. and additional land would also require you to pay a bit more every month. So it's like it's like a property tax, if you think about it that way, and that can be expensive. Some people actually buy a whole what we call a sim, mm-hmm. which is or a region, which is actually just a server, and you get two fifty six by two fifty six square meters in that land, and you can have privacy so that there's nobody else around you, so, and nobody else can come in if you don't want to, and you can. Um, put different things in there. You can plant trees where you want them. You can install buildings where you want them. You can even change the land formation. You can have a mountain if you want. You can have a very deep ocean if you want. Um, So you can configure it any way that you want. Um, And many people actually do buy those regions just because of the privacy or the the flexibility of, of what they can do in it. Okay, so you buy your land. You, you're let's see, even at seventy bucks a month, you know, you're over, you're nearly eight hundred dollars a year for to to buy to actually play in a dream world. Yeah. Why would you want to buy land that doesn't exist? Why would you want to buy? Any luxury item, for example. Well, I, I buy luxury items that I can hold. Okay. And I buy luxury items that my wife says I can buy. Let me put it that way. <laughs> but, you know, okay. you know, you buy a car, it's in the driveway. You buy a house, you live in it. You buy a swimming pool, it's in your backyard. You buy a, an 80-inch LED TV, it's on the wall. In the real world. I That's sell the house. I sell the house. I've, I've maintained it. I've groomed it. I get more money. I get return from my investment. And yeah. so, so why would I want to buy land in a virtual world? I, I don't understand it. Help me understand. Okay. Um, most people, one, one answer, one, one reason is that most people cannot afford real life things. So when they, when they get something in mm-hmm. a virtual world, they still feel as though they, they have that. But it's a false world. It's a lie. It's a virtual lie that they're telling themselves. This is, this can't be healthy. I, I, I've got to bring a psychiatrist on the show and talk to him about this. 
because I'm sure that there's something desperately wrong with this. Like, I this is do 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 This is worse than Twilight Zone. Let me ask you another sure. question, though. Sure. Why do you watch a movie? Why do I watch a movie? I very rarely watch movies, and I very rarely watch TV. Okay. But for some people, they watch a movie because they get something out of it. They get the experience out of it. It's not real. Yes, but you know but it's not have, real. You know it's not yeah. real. You know that in yeah. the hour, hour and a half, it's going to be over. And you you know that if the fire alarm in the movie theater goes, there's a real fire, and you get your real butt out of that real chair very fast. Yes. You know, you, it's the you, same you, with virtual reality. You know that it's not real, but it gives you a certain amount of satisfaction. But people go to movies maybe once every two weeks to once a month. But people who deal in, well, how, how many hours a, a week do you spend in the virtual world? I personally decided to immerse myself deeply into it. So I'm there a lot of, uh, several hours a day. Um, it's, it's my business. I have businesses inside the virtual world. For most people... Whoa, whoa, wait though, a second. Whoa, 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 let's back up here. You've got businesses okay. in the virtual world. Yes. Do you make money in the virtual world? Um, very little right now. So why because, would okay? Yes. Uh, all right. What kind of business do you have in the virtual world? Hold on, we've got to take a commercial break. My producer okay. is saying, "I must be missing something here, Exxon Nation. I, I must be." We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break here in the weir- real world with yours truly, Rob McConnell. One eight hundred six ten seven zero three five. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Virtual ru- world. Virtual reality sex. Is it cheating? Hmm. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. 
If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, Soul Balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A Soul Balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. I just had a great idea. Maybe we should give uh, get all the leaders of the wacko worlds into virtual reality. That way there they can blow up virtual buildings, they can fight virtual wars, uh, and you know, virtual criminals. Wow. Let's take a, let's put a positive spin on this. Let's put all the negativity in the world today into the virtual world and make our real world a better place to live. Our special guest this hour is Leah Tesoro. Her website is Love Like Dim Sum, and uh, her website is www.lovelikedimsum.com. Um, you say you've got, you do business in the virtual world. Uh, what kind of businesses do you have? The first business that I created was to create tales to make humans into mermaids and mermen. Whoa, whoa, hold on here, hold on here. Pills to make men and women into mermen and mermaids. Yes. How's business? Very slow lately. Yeah, kind of fishy. Uh, the, huh? the real world economy affects us inside the, the virtual world as well. Let, let me ask you something. Why would anybody <laughs> want to become a merman or a mermaid? For role play, for example, or if it's something that they fantasized about when they were children or when they watched The Little Mermaid and they want to see what it's like um, to pretend to be one. Uh-huh. Or they just love the way that it looks, for example. And what other kind of uh, businesses do you have? You said you had a few businesses. I create some scripts and some gadgets as well. Um, some I created a toy, uh, I'm sorry, not really a toy, but a game, a 3D version of Tic-Tac-Toe, mm-hmm. which has 4x4x4 four by four by four grid. Um, yeah. think little things, little gadgets that people can use inside Second Life. Most of the people who come into Second Life, they are usually not real-world artists, but normal people who learn how to use the tools to create things that you wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sell skins. They sell hair, which is a little bit um, uh, strange when you first come in. Morbid, sell, yeah. It's a little sorry? morbid. Par- pardon? I said it's a little morbid. <laughs> yes, a little bit. But you, you, buy a lot, you can buy a lot of the pieces that... Um, become your avatar. You can replace the default ones that you get when you sign up and you can put them onto your avatar. You can buy nails, for example, eyelashes, different types of clothing. You can buy vehicles. You can buy buildings, trees, plants, rocks. Uh-huh. Um, you can buy rocks. Anything be, be, so you can put it on your land if you want it to, as part of your decoration oh, for your land. You can buy waves. Or something that seems. Lee, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, what can I say? I think there's a bunch of wackos out there. Another one bites the dust. That is so true. 
Another one bites the dust. You know, can you imagine that? Spending money to buy virtual land, spending money to buy a virtual pill that turns you into a virtual mermaid or a virtual merman, having virtual sex. What is this world coming to? My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, a real place, not a virtual place. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I don't know, what is this world coming to? Paying for virtual stones. Buying virtual land. Oh my good lord. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. 